How's it going, everybody? Leo Canella here with today's Seven Figures Club podcast. In today's episode, we're going to break down, unpack the importance of creating a meaningful product and service that changes people's lives and how that is one of the massive keys to creating a seven figures business and joining that seven figures club that only 10% of businesses ever join in this country. We're going to take a look at how Steve Jobs created breathtaking products with his enormous focus on precision and simplicity and clean looks and so forth. And we're going to talk about the keys to creating your own amazing products and services. So let's get going. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right. Hope you guys are having a magical holiday season and getting ready to make 2021 your breakthrough year. The successful people have already you know, got a very well mapped out uh, plan for dominating in 2021. I know that our team has been meeting and, and our partners and putting together a vision for 2021 to dominate and to make it a massively successful year. And the funny thing is, you can always expect the unexpected to take place. Clearly, that is what happened in 2020. The unexpected took place with a pandemic epidemic, the likes of which we have not seen probably in any of our lifetimes, unless you were around for Spanish flu in 1918. And probably you were not, you'd be 102 years old. So that said, when you create these uh, business plans and and so forth, there's got to be flexibility. You've got to revisit them on a monthly, weekly, even a daily basis. But when you do have that vision that you're working towards, And each decision you make on a daily, weekly, monthly basis is taking you closer to accomplishing that. Then that, my friends, is a magical thing. Yesterday, I took my uh, two boys uh, snowboarding on a Monday. I know, crazy to be not working on a Monday. I usually work, uh, I work seven days a week, I'm not going to lie. I work seven days a week and, uh, you know, my wife doesn't understand why I do a lot of the time. But that's what it takes to create successful multi-seven-figure businesses that uh, that at some point, you know, you have enough delegation, you have enough systems and processes, and then you can, you know, maybe uh, not have to work quite uh, so often. But e- even so, like, it's not like I'm killing myself. I still spend a lot of the time, you know, with my kids, take time off on a Monday to go snowboarding, come home, work a couple hours. Like, it's really just a matter, I think, of replacing the, the free time we have where we're spending it with TV and and streaming stuff that doesn't necessarily matter to moving it over to working on your business and still penciling out that time for your family, children, spouse, husband, wife, partner, etc., etc. So today really wanted to dig deep into one of the keys to joining the Seven Figures Club, to getting in the you know the top uh, five, ten percent of business owners in this country, in the world. And one of those keys is creating a great product and service, and a product and service that uh, that is so good that you're going to be around for the long run, right? There are people that can create a seven figures business because they're great at sales and marketing, but if they created a crappy product, 
then their long-term you know, aspect of their business actually staying and going is going to be very, very low. And so oftentimes, you know, if you've read or listened to Steve Jobs' biography, and if you haven't, I highly recommend it. It, uh, I want to say it was 20 hours. It's, it's pretty long, but it's an amazing look into one of the most iconic entrepreneurs of our time in the history of the world who his goal was he was going to ding the universe because of his massive vision and how he was going to change and improve the the lives of everyone on this planet and and who can argue with with that he absolutely did and the funny thing was when he started out in the 70s and 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 he got together with Steve Wozniak and they started to have this idea for an operating system for you know a computer that was going to you know change everything they they started out and the key to them was they were going to create a very unique product right it was not going to be like anything you know completely on the marketplace at that time and at that time you know you had IBM and and uh, different computer manufacturers and the computer was just all about 100% work and no play and Steve Jobs had this vision that the computer would be not just for work but also for play to create and and he he lived you know in in that uh, time in the 60s and 70s where there was a lot of free thought and kind of a renaissance type uh, awakening to art and to music he loved music and he loved art and he loved creating colorful things and and i and i think at that time really and i remember my parents uh you know they they were pretty cool they were early adopters of technology and so in the 80s you know my dad was a defense attorney in small small rural utah but he would make the investments we'd drive up to salt lake city and and get a a top line you know very expensive uh, computer for for that uh, day and age but a computer nonetheless that there wasn't a lot of color there wasn't a lot of graphics there wasn't a lot of pop everything was managed with a keyboard and not with a mouse and Steve Jobs and Apple really you know it made that integration of adding the mouse of adding color of turning a computer into more than just a work thing but something that could be entertaining and and where you could bring art and music and videos and photos and try and incorporate that into what a computer could and should be. And so that was his vision. Of course, he had the iconic 1984 uh, commercial that came out about uh, breaking free from the changes, uh, or the chains of the Orwellian Big Brother, uh, you know, book that was, uh, that was famous for basically the government and bureaucracy and big corporations controlling everything and and Apple was going to help you break out of that and be you were going to be part of that rebel nation and it was such an iconic commercial and it was very controversial and the funny thing about it was that uh, the Apple board of directors and investors behind Apple they wouldn't go along with it and so Steve Jobs and uh, and Wozniak they actually put their own money uh, up for that because you know it was like a million dollar Super Bowl commercial, big big time uh, ad spend, and it really was revolutionary, and it changed the way Apple was looked at. And Apple, you know, grew and and uh, did well with uh, some of their early their early uh, computer models, and then Steve kind of lost his way a little bit, lost the confidence of the board, and and so forth, was kicked out of his own company, and when he comes back. 
and boy he comes back with a bang because he was he was wise enough to take and he actually sells i believe all of his shares out of apple if you can believe that so when he leaves apple he he takes all his money he invests it in a new computer company and and he very wisely uh gets one of the best uh best assets uh, bought ever when uh, george lucas is going through a nasty divorce steve jobs picks up pixar and he picks up Pixar, and he's able to, you know, invest in Pixar and uh, become the major shareholder there. Keeps all the good, you know, creative, innovative guys on, and eventually Toy Story comes out, and all those Pixar films, and and then eventually he's able to, you know, sell to Disney and cash out uh, big time, and and uh, it's a great story. But but uh, where I really want to go with this is in the '90s when he is brought back to Apple because Apple is on the verge of bankruptcy and complete and utter failure they are trying to do all these different uh, products and services and failing at 95 percent of them and so steve comes in and he whacks all these extra projects and all these extra products and services and he tries to break it down into very simple things and the first thing he's he builds is this iMac computer and it looks completely different than all of the PCs and desktop computers of of during that time and it's very colorful it's it's a very artistic it just even the way it looks it's clean of course it has the mouse and and it doesn't he doesn't want to have the big uh, speakers popping out so he tries everything has to have a very clean look so the first thing that you'll notice as you're learning from Steve Jobs when you're creating a unique product and service is it has to be unique you have to stand out from the marketplace some of that's packaging right the Apple computer comes in this amazing package during that time and obviously it's taken it to even more uh, amazing levels uh, since then so there's the packaging there's the look there's the fill and then for him it's this clean beautiful simplicity and then that leads to the iPod right and the iPod is is this revolutionary you know you've got uh, your music library and this uh, this tiny tiny little uh, compartment that you can put in your pocket and it revolutionizes the music industry and at the time where Napster and free downloads is disrupting the entire music industry he comes up with iTunes and so he's coming up with unique products that are so substantially different from anything else on the marketplace but that that deliver that deliver great value that are simple to use that are so better than the competition that Apple begins to dominate and then the next vision he has is the iPhone and I remember at that time, you know, we had flip phones. There was they were starting to get into a little bit of color, but but nothing on the level of the iPhone, where videos and and pictures and you've got a camera and all of these different features that no one had ever thought to do with the phone. And so he basically takes his iPod and merges it into the iPhone. And that was revolutionary. And Apple was way ahead of everybody on that and dominated. And up until this day, they now own nearly 50% of the entire cell phone market and they are dominating. And so at the end of the day, if you're Google or your Facebook or even these other big mammoth tech companies, like you have these great uh, phenomenal applications and so forth, but you know, you, 
is Apple going to put you on the iPhone? And, and so really, Apple has more power. They've got a larger market cap, and they can kind of, they're actually more of a monopoly in some ways than, uh, than Facebook and Google are, if you can believe that. So again, the key to Steve Jobs creating breathtaking products, simplicity, a unique look, feel, a unique product. It revolutionizes the marketplace. You had the uh, the Walkman and, and different uh, MP3 players, but the iPod is beautiful. It can store you know hundreds of of your favorite uh, songs on there. And then not only that, then he incorporates video and photos and things that no one had ever thought to to put together before. And so he sees, he innovates. His products are more innovational. They are more creative. They combine different, different things that were out there. There were different applications and devices that had videos, that had pictures, that had music, but no one had put them all together. And so that's what he's able to do. And so a very unique selling proposition. And so the keys to creating your own amazing products and services as you look to take them to the marketplace is number one, it's awesome to be able to create that uh, really innovative product that's completely different. But for most businesses, products and services, you take an existing product and service and you incrementally improve it. Like that's typically the key to creating something that's long lasting. Now, yes, on occasion, if you can you know, hit it out of the park with an Apple, a Facebook, a you know, when Phil Knight came out with Nike athletic shoes, that's where you can really create something powerful. But for the most part, it is more difficult to t- try and create something radically different than what's out there. And if you can take an existing product or service and make incremental improvements to it, then that's where you can set yourself aside. So as I look at our own business, where we're in the business funding space, we're looking to serve startups and new business owners and entrepreneurs to help them get the funding they need to create a seven figures empire to join that seven figures club. For for us, it was number one, we needed to have a very quick, accurate pre-approval process, which we do. And then we needed to be able to deliver a product that was better for us. Number one, we, we're going to fund a lot more clients than any bank or lender does because they're limited to just one or two or three products where we have access to a marketplace. And so as, with our marketplace, we can custom underwrite each client to make sure we're getting them the best funding options that exist on the marketplace and make that guarantee. And, and, mo- and lenders and banks can't do that, right? They can't guarantee you that they're getting you the best because they're not a marketplace. We are. So that was one thing that was a unique selling proposition for us is we can make a guarantee to get you the best funding that you qualify for and that exists on the marketplace. Most other funding companies can't do that. In fact, I haven't seen any that have. And then the next uh, piece of the puzzle was, well, what if we had education entrepreneur education platform that kind of came with the funding that would set us aside because your bank sure as hell doesn't do that right and so i created i didn't sleep for two months and created an entrepreneur education portal called the seven figures accelerator which teaches you the right type of entities how to build your business plan it gives you templates for operating agreements and then there's a growth and technology accelerator uh, a module that teaches you about business social media pages, CRMs, key performance indicators, 
looking at partners or not, taking into account what kind of funding and capital your business is going to need. And then I brought in a 30-year veteran CPA to talk to us about how to save up to 15% on your taxes as a business owner. And that's one of the biggest expenses you have as a new business owner. And so learning how to master that, I mean, if you save 15% of your in your taxes, that could be $15,000 if you make $100,000 a year with your business. I mean, that's massive, massive savings. And it's crazy. Like, I'd say 60, 70% of CPAs are asleep at the wheel and they don't guide their client to the very best entity setup where they can maximize their tax savings. It's crazy. And then the next thing was, okay, well, if you're going to be a serious business owner, you know, and really succeed at this, you need to build your business's credit score. So your business is qualifying for financing and funding any SBA loan these days, you've got to have good business credit. And that means more than just good personal credit, but good business credit. So we put together a corporate credit building module to teach people and business owners how to build up their Dun & Bradstreet credit score, their business experience, and all these different things that we brought together in an entrepreneur education platform that had, that I haven't seen done. It still hasn't, uh, I still haven't seen uh, anything like it. And we've had nearly a thousand people run through it and the comments and the feedback has been enormously positive. When suggestions are made for improvements, we take them seriously and generally will make them. And, and that, my friends, really put us in a unique category where other funding companies don't do that. They don't even contemplate doing anything like that. It's a wham-bam fund, you thank you, ma'am, and on your way. And so that, uh, that's what it's about, something unique, something that you, that you can take something complicated and make it simple, like Steve Jobs did with his products with Apple. And when it's a service, you know, what kind of value adds can you add to your service that set you apart from the mediocre competition? And those are the keys to building a product or service that is phenomenal. And uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, it's MJ DeMarco, the uh, author of uh, Unscripted and The Millionaire Fastlane. And I love this guy, and he talks about in his books, he talks about creating a productocracy. And a productocracy is a product that's so good, it's like a Google, it's like a Facebook, it's like an Apple, that you don't even have to advertise for it because it's so good that word of mouth spreads. Damn, this product is amazing, and people just share their word of mouth experience, and that's how a product grows. And anytime you have a product or service that's that good, then that's when you know you've created something that's going to be a long-term successful business because your product and service is going to stand the test of time. So if you haven't read The Millionaire Fastlane by MJ DeMarco, I highly recommend you do so. And uh, his book, Unscripted, is phenomenal as well. But productocracies are the key to joining the Seven Figures Club. So as you look at your product and service, how can you make it unique? How can you make it stand out from the marketplace? How can you make something that's more complicated become more simple? How can you provide and deliver more value than the competition does? And then I would say the last step, the last piece of the puzzle is to provide world-class customer service. And that's not, it's, it's very difficult to do that, but it's not hard to deliver great customer service compared to the competition because customer service is at an all-time low. Trying to get a live person on the phone very difficult responding quickly with uh, email and support tickets and that type of thing 
that uh, it's not hard to be a top-tier customer service provider. So and that, that's effort, that's training staff, that's uh, creating you know, templates to respond to commonly asked questions, and then it's listening and watching the, the issues and questions that pull up and then creating great solutions so that you can actually eliminate some of those questions and your customers will teach you. As an example, with our uh, partner program, we were having issues with people being able to create their uh, their password and get into our training portals and our software and our funding portal to track funding deals for our funding partners. And uh, and we brought in uh, we we just brought in an awesome awesome uh, you know partner director Marie and she went through it herself and she's like okay we need to change it so it's in these steps and it's described this way and since we made that change like that issue has gone away and so those are the keys to creating a productocracy and joining the seven figures club so take action and think about in 2021 how can my product or service you know be so better than the competition that word of mouth spreads it and that my friends will be the key to dominating in 2021 are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.